1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Good morning. Welcome to The Morning Beat on this Friday, May 21st. We're so glad you're joining us. We have a great show planned for you. Uh, Coming up, we're having a discussion about uh, people coming out for whatever reason, uh, bisexual, pansexual, non-binary, Uh, And why people tend to have issues with some of them more so than others. We're specifically talking about Anna Paquin uh, getting some blowback for coming out as bisexual over and over and over again. We're kicking things off with that conversation uh, in just a moment. We've also got David Hernandez on the program today. He's a good friend of Michaela and I's uh, from her time on American Idol. And his story has come full circle as he was once kicked off. Uh, of the show for being gay. And now he's released uh, a single and a video. It's coming out today in honor of pride month, which is right around the corner. Uh, So we've got him on the show. We're super, super proud of him. Uh, But before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, it is time for some news on the beat. Michaela Gordon, what do you got?
0: The governor of Tennessee has just signed the state's fifth anti-LGBTQ bill this year alone, banning transgender youth from accessing gender-affirming health care. Now, this ban comes on the heels of Tennessee requiring businesses businesses to post signs in front of their bathrooms if they allow transgender people to use the bathroom that conforms with their gender identity. That law garnered widespread condemnation on social media with transgender equality advocates saying that the signs could spread fear and hatred these two bills are the fourth and fifth anti-lgbtq bills that the state has passed in just the first five months of this year so people really have to understand like we're fighting for our lgbtq community but there is a Fight against trans people right now. I mean, they're
3: truly. If you wonder why
2: we hate Trump so much and what he has done to the Republican Party, look no further than the state of Tennessee. Can you imagine being a trans person and wondering if you can go into a bathroom? Yep, a bathroom. It, it feels no different to me than segregation in the South. With whites-only bathrooms thousand, and, and drinking fountains. A no thousand difference.
0: percent. A Ugh. thousand percent. Well, the federal law requires all laws passed by the district to get congressional approval, and the laws must be hand delivered to Congress. The safety uh fence installed around the Capitol following the attack by former President Donald Trump's followers uh prevented the legislation from being uh delivered. So it's just I mean it's a mess, and it's just very sad. But it's important that we take care of our trans brothers and sisters. Uh, the way that Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade have, they're in the news because they said they have encouraged their trans daughter to be her authentic self since she was only three years old. They knew um, that she wanted to be a little girl and they really embraced that. Uh, they gave an interview and uh, where they were talking about their parenting style. And they said, with all of our kids, we try to push uh, with them. We try to push them to be their authentic selves. And uh, they want to teach their children to call out others poor behavior and be accountable. And that's a big deal because a lot of their celebrity friends uh, were very much against them when they decided to embrace. You, We pronounce it Zaya or Zaya?
2: I'm not sure, actually.
0: I think it's Zaya. I'm not sure, and forgive me. It's
2: like the conversation about Zendaya or Zendaya. Yeah, yeah, People still can't figure that much it's Zendaya. But. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, you know, being a black family, uh, they got a lot of hate uh, for allowing Zaya to live her truth as a trans woman girl um but it's it's very important that it's being embraced i feel
3: like
2: it might be zaya for some reason is it Zaya? i feel like it's short for something or there's part of another the explanation when, when i remember the story first broke
0: okay zaya all right well uh that's the news how about you give us a good vibe of the day
2: you ready for a vibe ready babe you don't always need a plan sometimes you just need to breathe trust let go and see what happens. Okay. I'm looking at you, Michaela Gordon. He's literally
0: dragging me for filth with his eyes. I love it, and I get it. All right, well, coming up, uh, do bisexuals still need to defend themselves after a high-profile actress uh, has come out as bisexual? She's defending herself on social media, and we talk about it next.
1: I don't know who you think you are, but before the night is through,
2: I want to do bad things with you. Oh, that gives me
0: chills. Yes.
2: Did you ever watch True Blood?
0: No, I didn't, but I love so, that song. So,
2: so good. I miss it now. I need to go rewatch it soon. But one of the stars, Anna Paquin, is making headlines once again. So she went on social media recently uh, and she posted, she said, FYI, for those unaware, June is LGBTQIA plus Pride Month. So the folks who put their bigotry on display in the comment sections of my recent post why don't you hit that unfollow button right now? And she wrote, go F yourselves, right? So people were starting to wonder what she's talking about. She's a little bit ambiguous sometimes on her social media. Um, And then she posted another thing right after that is a tribute to her husband, Stephen Moyer, who uh, was her love interest in True Blood, right? Mm -hmm. They had a very uh, bloody relationship over the years, Uh, complicated uh, to say the least, but they are married in real life. She said uh, in one string of messages she shared in response to these trolls, she said, I am a hashtag proud bisexual who is married to a wonderful human who happens to be a man. And then she says, if he doesn't have a problem with it, why should anyone else? She used the hashtags, love is love, buy pride, and so on and so forth. So So now people are really sort of torn on this. uh, And I think people just feel like celebrities are using... Letters from our community to now represent themselves and and not everybody's comfortable with it.
0: Well, I'm not comfortable with people being uncomfortable with it because I think that as a woman who's dated men and women, I don't think that you... Uh are confused by any means Uh, when you say that you're bisexual I think that you can happily be married to a man for 20 years and have had relationships prior with women I think that you also don't know the ins and outs of their marriage maybe it's an open marriage where sometimes she can still be with women I think that it's just not black and white anymore and being bisexual has never never really been normalized because i think that <clears throat> i've said this so many times on the show if i absolutely had to identify if, if for some reason i would probably identify most with bisexual i'm not appalled by men i actually really like men i had incredible relationships with men before lisa and <clears throat> other women that i dated i just don't like to say that I'm bisexual because I feel like oftentimes it's given men the wrong idea that now there's a place for them in mine mm-hmm. and Lisa's relationship and it gets uh, disrespected. But what would you expect? Somebody's bisexual. It's not weird that they would be with their partner, man or woman, for 20 years or longer and not still associate with who they're attracted to.
2: Yeah, I always say this. I, I don't care one way or the other. I do I do get confused by announcements sometimes. I don't always understand them. And I know when I mean, Demi Lovato came out as non-binary recently- we kind of felt a certain way about that. So if we felt a certain way about that, I guess my question is, how's this different? If she's in a relationship, what's the need to say, hey, I'm bisexual? Because it feels like she only has something to gain. What would she lose? She's married. It feels to me a little bit like... And I'm not saying I agree, but I could kind of understand where people were coming from. It feels like she's coming from a place of privilege, like she's married to a man, got a family. There's she's a she's an Oscar-winning actress, uh, and she gets to just say, "Hey, I'm bisexual." I don't need her to prove her bisexuality. I don't need anybody to prove their sexuality. Because I think there's a certain
0: stigma around being bisexual. Mm. And I think that she's bringing visibility and also showing that being bisexual also means having a family, being an Oscar winner, and married to a man for 20 years. That's also what bisexuality looks like. I think the problem that I had with Demi Lovato is I feel like Demi Lovato is very young. Mm. And I feel like she is trying to identify with many things at the same time. Like eating disorders like drug addiction. I find that she's been in the press a lot when it comes to certain things and making it about herself. Mm. And look, that could be a very jaded opinion and an old lady opinion. But I I think that's why it's been difficult for me because I'm like... Hang on, sis. We get it. Okay, you're a drug addict. You're uh, you uh, attempted suicide. Thank God you were able to live through that. Now you are uh, non-binary. Now you are pansexual. Now you don't want people to eat food that has the word "guilt" on it. Like, there's a lot, yeah. you know. So it's like, and I agree with all of that. If that's her choice, she
2: feels very much on a journey. Very uh, and Demi much, Demi so. Lovato does. And, or and they, listen, I should say, uh,
0: yeah, they. Uh, so I think that's sometimes why it's been like are you trying to identify to stay relevant?
2: So maybe, yeah, so maybe it's about... That
0: sounds cruel, and I don't mean it like that.
2: I hear what you're saying. Maybe it's about consistency more so. Maybe it's about, like, having, like, one thing and saying, this is who I am and kind of going with that for a while as opposed to constantly changing. Anna Paquin, to be fair, I mean, back in June of 2014, uh, she posted something very uh, similar on her uh, Twitter account. She said, proud to be a happily married bisexual mother. Marriage is about love, not gender. That's very consistent with what she's she's saying now.
0: she's been... Out, it's not like.
2: Well, Larry King asked her in 2014. He said, uh, or, uh "She asked if she is a non-practicing bisexual because she is married to a man." She replied, "I'm married to my husband, and we are happily monogamously married." Larry King pressed the issue, said, not "But
0: practicing, but,
2: but are you bisexual?" She then said, "Well, I don't think it's a past tense thing. It doesn't really work that way."
0: Yeah, so, not practice. It's like, are you not practicing gay right now, AJ? Like, what does that mean? Well, currently
2: in this exact moment, no. I mean, probably. But that's the
0: dumbest thing I've based ever heard. On what people So think if gay someone's means, single, is sure. it you're not practicing straight right now?
2: Listen, I could be single for the rest of my life and I would still be gay as the day is long.
0: Larry, what does that mean? This is why it's so problematic. That's why she had to come out as bisexual because people think it's like a non-practicing. Well, it's
2: also, it's interesting that she's had to come out over the course of at least seven years over and over and over again again yeah and people still don't accept it
0: because people don't accept bisexuality
2: also can we bring back true blood because like, yeah, that's the that's show you could reboot and make yeah a reason. you know
0: aj we could but it's just it's non-practicing right now she's so.
2: a non-practicing vampire
0: mm-hmm. got it yeah call from mom answer it call silenced
4: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, every time we have an opportunity to do so, we like to highlight, to shine a light on those in the community that are giving back and doing something really good. And our next guest is no exception. Uh, please welcome to the program Rafael Gonzalez. Uh, you are uh, the part of the Rainbow Pride Youth Alliance. You're the Community Outreach Coordinator. That's a title. Uh, Rafael, how are you?
3: Hey, good morning. I'm doing good.
2: Uh so thank you for being here. Now uh you're you're down here in Southern California, the Inland Empire. Uh what can you tell us about the Rainbow Pride Youth Alliance and what sort of programs, initiatives, what's your mission?
3: Well yeah, uh thank you for having me. Uh Rainbow Pride Youth Alliance is an organization located in the Inland Empire and we provide services to uh, LGBTQ youth um, that are uh in need of like support services, referrals, resources like housing, food, transportation. Um, we're located in the city of San Bernardino and we provide groups in Riverside, San Bernardino, Paris, um, and uh, other areas in the Inland Empire. I love that.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. You know, uh, I wasn't so familiar with uh, Cal Hope and what you're doing is really, really incredible. Uh, It gets personal for you, too, in regards to COVID. You're a COVID survivor, Rafael, um, and you've lost family members during the season. My brother just left the hospital, thankfully, um, testing negative for COVID after testing positive for two weeks. Uh, What motivates you to continue to work so hard?
3: yeah like like you've mentioned um i did have covid um i had a family member that was in the hospital and unfortunately they passed away and when the family got together um although we tried uh, the whole so, uh social distancing and and we had like staggered visits where people came like every hour um at the end you know there was just too many people together and i ended up getting COVID. And I was sick for about two weeks straight. Mm. Um, No taste, no smell. Um, It it was it was bad. Like you hear stories, um, and and then you hear people that are like not too certain about what happens when somebody gets COVID. Uh, but firsthand, I have experience. it was not a pretty thing to have to go well,
2: through. We're so glad that you're so much better. Uh, but through all that, yet you still have this mission to help our LGBTQ plus youth. Um, what do you want our listeners to know about our youth and what sort of resources they need? How can people help? How can they get more information? Uh, what do our, our listeners need to know?
3: Yeah, so um, right now we're working with CalHope. And CalHOPE provides resources for people that are affected by a natural disaster, um, like a federal uh, disaster, like like our COVID pandemic. Um, CalHOPE offers resources and information to help people find their way during these difficult times. We have a website. It's calhope.org. And there's services like we have a um, warm uh, peer line. We have a chat that people can talk to and connect to somebody. And the people that we have working are people that have also been through um, similar situations. And so um, they are able to get um, some, some support, uh, questions of like what they're going through, um, where to go for help, um, um, resources that will help them get through the situations that they're going through.
2: It sounds like you have, you know, different opportunities for different types of access for youth who might be reaching out and looking for some help. Uh, We're going to give the phone number in just a moment to the Rainbow Pride Youth Alliance. Uh, Is there a website that people can go to if they want to find more information about this organization?
3: So uh, our website is rainbowprideyouthalliance.org. Perfect. And then the Cal Cal Hope website is calhope.org as well. Thank you so much for
2: sharing that. Thank Um, you so much, Rafael. I just love what you're doing, and I think it's really super important. You never know uh, what these young people are capable of uh, until you give them a fighting chance, and it sounds like you guys are doing everything you can to give our LGBTQ youth a fighting chance, and we appreciate that.
3: Yeah. No problem. Thank you for having us on.
0: Thank you so much, Rafael Gonzalez. Now, coming up uh, in What's Poppin', Ryan Murphy is creating more content for us to enjoy. We've got details about American Horror Story coming up next.
2: Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, if you listen to our show with any regularity, you know I'm obsessed with a couple of things. I'm obsessed with horror films. Michaela and I are both kind of obsessed with, like, crime stories, too. Obsessed. Uh, Which is why this news coming out of Ryan Murphy's world is so exciting. Michaela Gordon, what's poppin'?
0: Well, I always like to say in regards to Ryan Murphy that I think A.J. Gibson is the next Ryan Murphy. But I just wanted to say that, and I'm going to tell the the actual what's poppin' story. Uh, Ahead of Disney's (laughs) upfront presentation, FX... Chairman is announcing uh, approximate premiere dates for several of the network shows, including our favorite American Horror Story and American Crime Story, as well as the spin off American Horror Stories. Now, Ryan Murphy recently announced a spin off of his flagship series, American Horror Story, called American Horror Stories, which will be an anthology take on the format. It will be a weekly series that spotlights a different horror each episode. Oh, God, I'm already so into it. But American Horror Story uh, Double Feature will then follow the spinoff. It's also got a 10-episode season. The final episode will air on Halloween, um, and it will feature two stories, one by the sea and one by the sand. We don't know exactly what each story will feature, but we do know that each of the mini-seasons will feature a different cast. You know what I like? Right next to Ryan Murphy is Sarah Paulson, and what I love about Ryan Murphy is he keeps the people in his casting always Working, you've now fallen in love with Sarah Paulson, getting ready to see her and what she's going to Well, Kathy turn Bates, into too. Next. Kathy he's Kathy sort of
2: resurgence in her career. Jessica Lange, he did the same thing for her. Macaulay Culkin is now joining as well, which is super exciting. Uh, Billy Lord, I-, I love her in all of these, yeah. But you know what, I'm almost mo- more excited about what the impeachment, the American crime story. They're doing impeachment this year and they're wow. covering Bill Clinton and Monica yeah. Lewinsky. Sarah Paulson will be playing Linda Tripp in that one, Billy Eichner is playing Matt Drudge.
0: Let me tell you something about Billy Eichner. Mm -hmm. My personal hero. I'm obsessed with him. He's great. Yeah, this is great. Look, I don't know how you keep a mind like Ryan Murphy's organized. I can barely keep my mind organized. Angelica
2: Ross is back. I mean, he's employing a lot of members of our community that are really fantastic.
0: Yeah, he's so great. I'm really excited. I love American Horror Story. I still can't get over, and I've loved all American Horror Stories, but... It tripped me out, the one in regards to, uh, what was it, the president? What was it called, Justin?
2: Oh, that was the last
3: one. The election one, the cult one.
2: The yeah. election.
0: Oh, God, it was dead on. It's almost like he was watching.
2: Listen, I got to tell you, I trailed off after American Horror Story 1984. It was so, so, so bad. So bad. I love Gu- I love Gus Kenworthy. I follow him on social media. Uh, I love Angelica Ross. They, with everything about it was terrible it was literally the most unwatchable thing I've ever so I hope that they pull this back And get back to their roots because that one season was so unwatchable for me. Yeah. So I hope this is better.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Uh, All right. Well, coming up, uh, am I the a-hole? This is a really interesting story. A 17-year-old daughter is mad at her father because what he does with her phone just infuriates her. And we discuss coming up next.
2: You're listening to The Morning Beat. We have a great hour coming up for you, kicking things off. In about 12 minutes from right now, uh, this this thread on Reddit, if you're not a fan of Reddit, you need to be, because some of these threads are so wild, and we've come across one recently that has helped us create a new segment called Am I the A-Hole, uh, about a dad whose parenting techniques with his teenage daughter are getting him into some hot water. The internet is very, very divided on this topic, and we're going to have a discussion about parenting styles, what we're okay with, what we're not okay with, and we want you to go ahead and tune in as well. Uh, and chime in and give us your thoughts. Now, also this hour, uh, we are going to be checking in because uh, we haven't done this in a while, but mental health is super important to us as we wrap up uh, Mental Health Awareness Month next week with a full week of um, some of our favorite therapists coming on to have really important conversations. Uh, We're going to check in with each other to make sure we're ready for that week because, listen, we've been through it. I know Michaela personally has been struggling with some anxiety recently. She's going to open up about that in our checking in segment. And then later on this hour, we've got David Hernandez, Uh, from American Idol, who was once kicked off of American Idol for being for being gay and being yeah. outed in a totally different era. Uh, and he's here today with a major announcement of new music and a video just in time for Pride Month. So it's a jam-packed hour. Uh, stick around. We have a lot coming up. Uh, but right now it is time for News on the Beat. Michaela Gordon, what's going on?
0: All right, babe. Well, the governor of Tennessee has just signed the state's fifth anti-LGBTQ bill this year alone, banning transgender youth from accessing gender-affirming health care. Governor Bill Lee signed... Uh, uh, this ban, this bill, which bans healthcare professionals from providing gender affirming care to gender dysphoric or gender incongruent minors. Now, Tennessee is the second state after Arkansas to ban gender affirming care for transgender youth. Arkansas's law is more wide reaching since it bans care for trans youth under the age of 18 this ban comes on the heels of tennessee requiring businesses to post signs in front of their bathrooms if they allow transgender people to use the bathroom that conforms with their gender identity i'll tell you what you said it the best in the first hour it's like literal black and white segregation it's crazy how they're treating trans people you have to put a sign out now I just, just, like we're going to divide the water the fountain restroom
2: Because here in Southern California a lot of our restrooms are there there there's no gender assigned, regardless. And I'm okay with that. It seemed maybe odd years ago when it first started to happen, but why would it be odd? I'm not I'm not in a stall with a man next to me regardless. I don't care if it's a woman next to me. Yeah. I don't care how how the person next to me self identifies. Why would it matter?
0: It's ridiculous. All right, another news. Uh, Matt Siegel, a longtime Boston DJ and radio show host, walked off the air after he was told to stop talking about Demi Lovato's non binary announcement. The Sorry Not Sorry singer came out as non binary, revealing that their pronouns are they. Uh, Lovato said that their pronouns capture the fluidity that they feel in their gender expression. However, Matt didn't seem to agree. Host of the Maddie in the Morning show on uh, a different station that's not ours, made some comments about Lovato's, uh, uh, Lovato's announcements and then claimed he was told by his boss to simply drop the issue. He claimed he is the biggest of all time and very famous, but his management told him to shut up and stop talking about it. So he walked off. So interesting how um, we host a morning show, but we have all these huge conversations—conversations conversations that other morning shows could never even have. They don't
2: even know how to have the conversation. They don't know
0: how. It's really
2: interesting because I, I had a meeting with a major network the other day, and we you were talking sure about. Yeah, you know, I sure did. We were talking about this because uh, I'm a television host, first and foremost, is what I've done for my entire career, and um, we were having this conversation about how different the world is now and how. To be a host, to host any show, gone are the days where you can just be fluff and you can have no substance or no opinions or no follow-up questions. You look at Chris Harrison over in The Bachelor.
0: Oh, yeah. He couldn't
2: even talk about race. It came up one time in his entire tenure, really, on air at, at, at ABC he he was so ill-equipped to have that conversation yeah he got called out and canceled for it
0: it, you know it's just it's so important that you make room and you make space for these conversations no matter where you go and i feel like uh for us we talk about it all day every single day and then i'll meet with a group of different people and uh it's wild that although it's so normal for us it's just not for other people so Mm -hmm. uh also your beard look your beard looks so good right now
2: you know that i went and got my first beard yep. I, I actually got a straight razor on my neck and in my face and i got my beard uh trimmed up for the first time since the pandemic
0: yeah i forgot you said you're going to and i just noticed my right barber now, it just so good i had to go
2: in this little pod it was plastic all around it was Fancy weird man. but uh got it done
0: i love it all right well in that uh with all of that give us a, a vibe of the day now
2: <laughs> my beard isn't vibe enough for your you your
0: beard is a vibe all
2: right you don't always need a plan sometimes you just need to breathe Trust, let go, see what happens.
0: I love it. That's the best advice for me because it's so hard for me. All right, coming up with Disciplined Daddy and some tough cell phone rules has us asking who's the a-hole next.
2: All right, so one of our favorite things to do lately is to go check out Reddit. And there are these threads on there that are just so fascinating. There's one that's called... Am I an (laughs) a-hole or am I the a-hole? And we oftentimes find ourselves falling on opposite sides of these arguments, these debates. Basically, they put controversial uh, topics uh, or or thought-provoking topics up on Reddit. uh, And then people sort of, they chime in. They share their opinions. We came across one recently that really just sort of struck a nerve with us. And it involved a 17-year-old girl. Uh, So her parents have a very, very strict cell phone rule. Um, They have a few rules, actually. So she is one of three children. She's 17, and she has uh, younger siblings that are 15 and 8 years old. Well, her parents, at nighttime, uh, they lock her phone up, don't give it back to her till the morning. Right. And then during the daytime, she is not allowed to have the phone alone with her in the bedroom or the bathroom at any time throughout the day with the door closed. OK, to take it a step further, though, and here's where I think people really got uh, they, they got in their emotions about this. This uh, story. She had a friend over recently, also 17 years old, who stayed the night and the parents enforced the rules on the friend. They're saying it's creepy and invasive. The young people are saying that on social media, on this thread. They think it's wild that the parents would try to have this much control over their 17-year-old daughter.
0: Okay, so 17- I want to hear your thoughts before <clears throat> I share mine. Okay. 17-year-old me would drag these parents for filth. I'd say that's disgusting. I lived on my own at You were already
2: famous by then.
0: Yeah, I was by myself living alone in L.A., By the time I was 17, you couldn't regulate anything. However, iPhones and cell phones weren't a deal like they are today, right? Like they just weren't. I will say that as a 33-year-old, I've been dealing just this week alone, let's say, with severe panic attacks. They come. We know how it goes. It happens. And then when you start questioning why it's happening, you have to say to social media, play a part in this. Just being on your phone and not being present, play a part in this. And I think that uh, as long as these parents aren't going through Her phone, because I do think that that oversteps a lot of boundaries. If they're trying to regulate it, look, when you're in the bathroom, you end up on the toilet way longer than you need to just because you're scrolling social media. Everybody knows it. (laughs) Then when it's time to go to bed, you're not focusing on going to sleep. You're focusing on scrolling social media. Those go into your thoughts. You go to sleep. You probably don't have as great of a sleep as you could. And so honestly, the like grandma in me... Totally agrees with these parents. With the parents. Yep.
2: Okay, so this is interesting because the the actual words creepy and invasive are not just used on social media. They were also used by the friend's parents because here's what happened. This girl goes to bed and she says, I don't feel comfortable with this. So the dad called the other dad and said, hey, these are the rules in our house. Just so you know, the other dad was a little bit skeptical. Then he's like, okay, fine. Right? The girl's getting ready to go to bed. The friend. She says, I'm not comfortable with this. I like to have my phone in case of an emergency. I want to be able to get a hold of my parents. Right. I always text my mom before I go to bed, which is kind of endearing. Fair, fair. She texts her mom. Her mom says, That is weird. I'm going to come pick you up. Okay. And the girl went home. And they said, Fine, goodbye. Is that taking parenting too far? Or is that really caring for your child? 17 a tricky age.
0: 17 is a tricky age. If you're going to allow a child <clears throat> to go
2: drive a car.
0: But here's the thing. It would be creepy and invasive if the dad was like, sorry, can't have your phone and I'm not calling your dad. He was like, I totally get it. I respect that this is weird for you. Let me call your parents. The parents were like, it's weird. He was like, all good, bro. Come get the kid. Bye. Like, then just don't have the sleepover. Wouldn't you
2: be humiliated if you're that 17-year-old girl?
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. I feel like, you know, it's mental health awareness this month. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have fallen into such a deep and dark trap with not only our youth, mm-hmm. but people that are my age, striving and wanting to be YouTubers and influencers. People have overused <clears throat> the... the Ways of using their cell phone. I mean, I think there has to be some sort of regulation. My nephew, who I love, has no idea how to talk to people. He's always on his phone. He's always playing games. He doesn't go play outside. And I feel like some of my best memories and what made me who I am today is I was forced to talk to people. I was forced to have to look at people when I ordered things instead of looking at my phone. Mm -hmm. I think it is a fine line but I think that <clears throat> we've gotten totally overboard, even with TikTok. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> listen, I
2: think that I, I, I definitely have opinions about cell phones, and I never had one until I was in my 20s. My my nephews just, one of my nephews just got a phone, and I think he's like 10 or 11, and he's only allowed to text a few people. He only has a few numbers in there. It's regulated by his parents. I'm one of those people. He texted me asking me about a Star Wars game the other day that I, he played on my PS3 one time years ago. I about cried. I was so happy he remembered it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will not let my kids have a phone. I think when you turn 16, it's a different ballgame. When you're 16, you're driving a car, you're out doing things. That makes sense. I'm not the type who would ever take my kid's phone overnight. That's weird to me. I think it is a little bit creepy and invasive. And to ask uh, a guest in your home to do the same thing, is it within the rights of the parents? Absolutely. Do I think it's kind of still weird and creepy? A
0: little bit. Well, listen, I don't think it's weird or creepy. I, I think it's very necessary Oh, and I'm basing that off of how I use my phone. There are many moments where I'm not intimate with my partner because I'm scrolling on social so media. So do you think
2: as a seventeen year old girl, you would have been comfortable to tell, letting some other man take your phone for a night?
0: I think it was your friend's dad.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think that they if they said it how they said it, if they said it how they really did, they yeah. just lock it up and you're not because I don't know, agree with reading people's texts, Seventeen oh God, or not. The weird. I think it's disrespectful. No way. <clears throat> but if you're trying to regulate it, I get it. We're gonna take it to Our Instagram, we will share the results Monday uh, because I think it's an interesting conversation. Fair enough. Now, coming up, speaking of mental health, uh, we're going to do a check-in-in segment. We haven't in a while, but we're going to check in, make sure we're all feeling good as we head into the weekend. uh, Coming up next.
2: Here at the Morning Beat and Channel Q, uh, we take mental health conversations very, very seriously, and from time to time, we do a segment called "Checking In," just to sort of recalibrate to see where we are uh, as, as friends and, and coworkers in this room. Michaela, you and I, uh, and our producer Justin, as well, of course. Um, and as we wrap up Mental Health Awareness Month this next week, we're gonna we're gonna do a full week of having these conversations. We're gonna bring on licensed therapists every single day uh, to to have conversations that matter, that impact, uh, and that hopefully help our listeners. Uh, But right now we are going to do a checking in segment. Michaela, I know you've been struggling a bit lately um, on a a personal level. You're always very open and honest, though, with your with your followers on social media and here on the show. Um, But you've sort of gone through a week or two week long anxiety attack of sorts. What's going on? How are you?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, listen, there's uh, there's no shame. Uh, when it comes to mental health and, you know, I stay really busy. I stay working. I like to learn things. I like to do things. And for the most part, uh, I I really enjoy everything, but I, I don't know the, the past two weeks, I feel like it's just been very difficult for me to catch my breath. Um, it feels very heavy on my chest and honestly, I do suffer from anxiety and depression. I just don't get panic attacks. I haven't gotten them probably since I was 25 um, and so two
2: years, wow. I
0: mean, I'm still 25. Uh, but you know, I think that um, it, it's just been very difficult for me. I've been in a state of panic. Uh, I've put my partner through it. even my my loved ones around me have sort of watched this sort of manic, feeling. Um, but that's what it feels like when you have a, like a panic attack. It's I, I I didn't really know what to do. I don't really medicate for it. Um, but I knew it was really bad, particularly the other day I was driving on the freeway. And all of a sudden I was like out of my body driving and I was like, I'm not in control of my so car. Terrifying. I can't switch lanes. I can't stop my car. I'm too scared to exit. I'm too scared. What if I keep driving? I mean, they're just these irrational fears mm-hmm. that took over. And I think for me, my anxiety and my panic all came from just being completely overwhelmed. You know, I think that uh, I love saying, Yes, I was watching this movie yesterday, and and the whole premise is saying yes, 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 yes. Everything leads to opportunity. And um, I just say yes to everything, and I I try to also emotionally show up for people that I really, really care about. And in the midst, I think I forgot to take care of myself, and I just went into overload.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you this. The whole uh, idea—I know this got popular in recent years. Bethany Frankel wrote a a book, uh, Just Say Yes or something like that a few years back— uh, and this idea of just say yes to everything because it will lead to opportunities is such bull. It's so not it true. actually is
0: really not good rhetoric because no. I'm telling you, the way that I've suffered the past two weeks and if you have anxiety and a panic attack, which so many people do, you know. Like it it literally I was watching I, I thought like everything was crumbling. I thought my whole life was, was just crumbling and it's it's so irrational and, and huge kudos well, I know, but this- to you and, and Justin who really went out of your way to make sure that I like felt safe and, and taken care well, first of. First and
2: foremost, I just want you to know it's not irrational. And we're always here for you. Also, our program director, Brian Holt, of has been course, incredible. He understands so incredible. mental health and he's, he's always there for us when it comes to, you know, these sorts of conversations. Yes. Um, and I think the idea of saying yes might work for uh, average people who maybe are fearful of things, who don't step out of their comfort zone very often. That might be a great way to hype those people up. Yeah. But for somebody who's in the public eye, who is constantly creating Content And there's a pressure to constantly create content and to to continually evolve and to always bring her a game and to always entertain saying yes to everything is a death sentence. It's just not realistic. It's not a model that you can maintain for any period of time. And I think what's happening is that, you know, we've been in this pandemic for, you know, 14 months, 15 months now, and but you have sort of been going for about 17 years. I mean, you were 16 when you were on American Idol. Yeah. And I don't know, as your friend, that you've ever really just taken the time to really like, stop and also just allow yourself to be nothing for a bit and just be mindless, just enjoy whatever is you know coming to you in that moment without always in the back of your mind thinking, I don't want to miss an opportunity. I've got to stay relevant. I've got to stay in the game. And I know it seems counterintuitive, but... Sometimes the very, very best way to elevate or to move forward is to do absolutely nothing. Because we're taught, especially as entertainers and especially as Americans, that you gotta just keep going, that you just gotta work and work and work. Yeah. And that hard <clears> work <throat> always pays off. But sometimes the hardest work you could possibly do. Is no work.
0: Well, and it's so interesting because I I have been struggling so deeply, and then I had a conversation with you, and I had a conversation with <clears throat> people that I, I feel very close to, and I I started eliminating everything from my schedule for the rest of this week because from the minute I wake up from 4:30 until 8 p.m. I'm working seven days a week. That's just my schedule. There's no vacation. There's no days off. It worked for some time. I told time. you about
2: my schedule, and your jaw literally. Oh, I couldn't hit the believe it! I said I, I set aside two hours every day after the show to go home and take a nap or whatever I want to do, so then I can reset set and have a second day after work. Yeah, and that you're like, feels. Wait, what? I don't even know
0: what that means. I turn
2: on rain sounds on my Amazon Alexa, and I just take a nap. And you're like, huh?
0: Yeah, but I decided yesterday in taking that advice, I just cleared the rest of my schedule this week, and I did that yesterday. And I already had felt such a sense of relief by doing that. I think that I just need to take some time alone. And if you are the kind of person like me that um, feels like you need to go, go, go and stay busy, like I totally get that. It feels very uncomfortable to just lay on your couch and watch TV. But I'm telling you, as your friend who you've been listening to for three years, it's like so not worth it. And if you want to DM me, you totally can because I'm going to be at home just watching TV this week and I don't want to do anything. I, I just need it. I need a reset.
2: Yeah, you just did. What? You try to grow your social media account while you're taking time off this weekend by inviting other people into your personal space to then share their stories with you and pour their stories into you so you can help them. Don't do it. Don't DM her. I'm always working. Leave her alone for the weekend. DM her next week.
0: It is kind of incredible, though, how I can still work without (sighs) even wanting to work. Don't DM me. Just don't. Okay, fine. Don't do it.
2: Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Uh, It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. We're going to shake things up a bit uh, and bring on one of our dear, dear friends, a close personal friend to Michaela Gordon. Not your best friend in the world, necessarily, because that would be me, I'm assuming. Um, But David Hernandez from American Idol fame got something cool going on for Pride Month. Uh, Michaela, take it away.
0: Babe, this is amazing. First of all, David and I have been friends for how long? 14 years. Oh,
2: fine, whatever. To watch you
0: come out as... um, to watch you hide your Sexuality For so long And to now be Putting out a single For Pride Talk to us about I Love You Or IYL ILY,
4: I-L-Y. <laughs>
0: Okay
4: sorry <laughs> ILY uh, ILY The song's Super personal to me I just think that You know my-, my goal with the song When I initially wrote it On my bedroom floor Was just to uh, You know The pandemic Obviously like A lot of people lost You know Loved ones Like you know Partners Mothers Brothers Sisters Um and this song for me was just basically saying I love you in the moment because we're not promised tomorrow. And also, when I was to re- record the video, I just I wanted to normalize like not just like queer relationships, um, but like queer therapy. And you know, the girl that plays the therapist in the video, she's her name is Alexa. She's trans, and I wanted to normalize professional working jobs for you know tra- the trans community because I think that that's we just don't see enough of that. Um, and so, you know, my goal for the video was just basically to show that like. Anybody can relate to it, like whether we're queer or not, like you can still see the struggles in any relationship. Um, They're real. You know, they're normal. Absolutely.
2: I love that. Telling like telling stories as opposed to like just the sex worker, the downtrodden trans woman. Uh, They are professionals just like everyone else. Uh, You're a professional as well. Uh, Will there be any booty in this video? Because I've been seeing your booty on your Instagram. D Hernandez music. (laughs) Listen, I'm a fan.
4: I I just want to know, is there something for everyone in this music video? You know there's no booty in the video again, we were trying to take a more a more serious approach but uh, but yeah, you can always go to my Instagram and see what I've worked so hard to show off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is me. I touch that button person He works out five days a week And he's killing it But I want to say Speaking of uh, of booty uh, Most dancers have really nice bums Oh I know we were going and, with this uh, In this music video You're doing something so so special And so cool You're actually dancing in this music video uh, And you're yeah. doing it with a celebrity choreographer Who plays your counterpart Talk to us about Benji Schwimmer and working with him
4: Oh my god! So he was a winner on um, So You Think You Can Dance season one. Huge... Season one. Yeah. yeah, he's like one of the OGs. Um, he, uh, I've been always been a huge fan of his, and one of my my friends, Brady Care, my graphic designer, put me in touch with him when I had this concept of dancing. Because listen, like I used, I always used to date dancers, right? Like, and I've always been like just enamored by the way their bodies move, and I always thought like that would be really cool to be able to mm-hmm, do some sort mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm, pink mm-hmm, try music mm-hmm, video type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, I know, exactly. Uh, listen, I've dated uh, so, the dancer or two in my day, too. I, I get it. <laughs> you know, they're very flexible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, for, honestly, like, real talk, though, I, just, I, I told Benji, like, I want to move. I want to show, like, the angst in a relationship through contemporary dance, but I'm not a great dancer. And so he just really brought out like the good he, he 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 still tells me like you're a dancer at heart and I'm like you're lying to me I think it's so just because too I, hired you.
0: I I would Bye. like to say uh, I know that you're a dancer and, and I just this is such a full circle moment that I'd like to brag about for a second uh, when you were on American Island you made it to the top 12 you were not supposed to go home you were actually people thought you would at the very least make top 5 and it was so long ago that there was a photo of you dancing in a men's club and yeah. uh, they kicked you off the show and then you were told to stay quiet and to not tell anybody that you were gay and to now reclaim your power with ILY you're dancing in the video and you're bringing on uh, really important people in the queer community this many years later it's got to just feel so full circle for you
4: it really does. It feels like something I've never done before, and I'm I'm just kind of grateful. I mean, you can feel like you know, two nights ago when I had the music video release, the pe- the like you could, it was palpable in the room. Just people were crying at the video. I think even like people that are not queer were looking at the video like, oh my god, like I went through that with my girlfriend or my husband or, you know, you can just see like, and you know this AJ being in a relationship for as long as you have been, like it's just not easy, and it never starts off the way, it never ends up the way it starts off, nope. right? Like. You have to grow with each other. You have to, like, go through the ups and downs. And I think that this video, we tried to, in four minutes, we tried to show, like, okay, we start off this way, but we end up still loving each other because we're just willing to fight for that. So it's just kind of, you know, I don't think, I don't think people, a lot of people in the world still see queer culture as that because they just see sort of like the circuit parties and like, and that's also a facet of our community, but sure. then there's like, there's the real parts of it. We're raising families and we're like working nine to fives. And, and I think that like, but we're also getting germ in, in
0: our lips because we can. <laughs> yeah. Listen,
4: I would talk talked to you forever. We're, in we're, in we're,
2: we're running out of time though. We're running out of time super quickly. Where can where can our listeners
4: uh, hear and see this music video? Sure, it's available on all digital platforms, uh, but we'll be on YouTube, living on YouTube um, right now. So awesome! You can Congrats! Check out. I-,
0: I love you. I'm so proud of you. It is such a full circle moment. As one of your besties, I really can't say it enough.
4: I l y two. I l y. I love you guys. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Congratulations,
0: Bye-bye. honey.
2: Welcome to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for hanging out. We have a great hour planned for you. In about 15 minutes, we're there's a young woman. I tell you what. We've been waiting all day to get to this. This. There's a young woman oh God, I
0: love this so much. in the
2: state of Florida who did something so iconic.
0: It is the most to get
2: I- to get Instagram followers. Yes, that you have to know about her.
0: I would like to say, I DM'd her. We are now following each other uh-uh. on social media. Uh huh. I asked her to come on the show. She cannot yet, but we are in talks
2: because of legal recourse that could be taken against her it's a it's a wild story we're asking ourselves and I'm asking this this question was this actually you, Michaela? Have it's, you been to Florida recently? Because the story is very, very Michaela Gordon. It Can't is, wait to share it, it with you. It really, it's really wild. is wild. Uh, right now, though, it is time for news and the beat. Michaela, take it away.
0: Okay, well, this is actually some very I fun love. news. Disney Plus is getting the witchy band back together again. But Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathleen yeah. and Jimmy are set to reprise their roles as the Sanderson sisters in the forthcoming live action I comedy love. Hocus Pocus 2, oh. the spooky sequel to Disney's 1993. Halloween cult classic Hocus Pocus right, will premiere exclusively on Disney Plus in 2022. Uh, Ann Fletcher will direct taking over from her friend Adam Shankman who directed the original uh, The Pyramid in as Dancers for the Academy Awards broadcast uh, and I love that Adam Shankman is giving his friend Anne Fletcher the opportunity to direct this. So that's pretty good. I know you like Disney Plus. I'm obsessed with Hocus Pocus. So this matter. is like the
2: official announcement because this is like the worst kept secret yes. in the history of of entertainment, right? Like yes. we've all known this was happening.
0: Yeah, like so it's literally is the said it was gonna happen, but now that's like for real. It's, uh,
2: contracts happen. are signed. Yeah. Like the, officially official. The ink is dry. Hocus pocus two is officially officially happening. Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm down so with that's that. that's exciting, Listen, right? Listen, I'm a fan. We randomly watch Hocus Pocus like throughout the year. Oh, Sometimes. it's so good!
0: I feel like I do it with that movie and uh, Christmas Vacation. I will just randomly watch. You
2: watched that the other night and tagged me on Instagram
0: because you are the Clark Griswold of our generation. I have so much Clark! Griswold. You are so. <laughs> if there was ever a somebody who needed to replay Clark Griswold. I was like, I'm literally watching AJ Gibson right now on television.
2: Okay, listen, Chevy Chase is iconic. I don't even want to take that on, but I appreciate the the comparison.
0: You're Chevy Chase. To be fair,
1: AJ, you did work with Chevy Chase and Community, right?
2: Oh, God, that was Joel McHale, people.
1: Oh, sorry. Did I have to oh tell you about the Lord. time Gene
2: Simmons was convinced I was Joel McHale? I think I've told you. On and on he went. I interviewed him for probably five minutes, and the whole time he was like, all right, Joel. Like, I'm not Joel McHale, dude. <laughs> we just both happen to be tall white guys.
0: Wait, I'm telling you, we were walking the halls, and somebody thought you were Joel McHale here at this job. Like, uh. I don't even see Joel McHale at all. I, I feel like it's just because you're very well, he used tall. to work right
2: next door. E, E Studios used to, well, actually, E years ago used to be here in this building. Oh,
0: so maybe that's And then they why moved
2: across the street, and I actually saw him when he was hosting the soup at E across the street years ago. It's as close as I've ever come. Okay. I don't know the guy.
0: All right. We don't know that guy. All right. Well, uh, in other news, important news. Uh, the governor of Tennessee has just signed the state's fifth anti-LGBTQ bill this year alone, banning transgender youth from Accessing gender affirming health care. Governor Bill Lee signed uh, the bill, which bans health care professionals from providing gender affirming care to gender dysphoric or gender incongruent minors. Uh, This ban comes on the heels of Tennessee requiring businesses to post signs in front of their bathrooms if they allow transgender people to use the bathroom that conforms with their gender identity. Uh, The law garnered widespread condemnation on social media which transgender equality advocates say that the signs could spread major fear and hatred. I'm going to continue telling this story news on the beat because uh, it's just a very important reminder why we are fighting so hard for our trans brothers and sisters. This is not right this is not fair this is a control tactic and uh we're not gonna let it fly here now give us a vibe of the day
2: are you ready for a vibe
0: i am so ready i'm
2: ready to give you one here goes you don't always need a plan sometimes you just need to breathe trust let go and see what happens
0: i love you gotta text that to me Texted to me.
2: Doing it right now. Thank you. Okay, so this next story is wild. It comes out of the great state of Florida, as do most wild stories. <laughs> Initially, when I came across this article, I had I thought to myself, this has to be Michaela. Did Michaela make a trip to Florida recently?
0: You know, I've been wanting to go. Uh,
2: well, a grown woman apparently went back to high school. To get a social media following uh, and it reminded me of one of the greatest lesser known Drew Barrymore flicks of all time never been kissed
1: hold it where are you going
3: The high school because I'm a high school student I'm here with my fellow students hey guys hi I remember that scene like it was yesterday.
2: Hey, guys. Nobody even looks at her. She's playing Josie Grossi, an undercover detective, I believe, or something like that, to go back to school to bust up a crime ring or something, probably. Um, So (laughs) when I heard about this story, I was like, it's either A, uh, a sequel to the film, or Michaela went to Florida, (laughs) Well, turns out neither are true. A 28 year old woman uh, wanted to promote her Instagram page. She attempted to blend in with students at a Miami area high school, according to police, because the police got involved. So, this took place Monday at American Senior High School. So good to me. Her name also is Audrey Franceschini. That's an Italian name, of course. Again, you're related. Wait, did you give an alibi or or an alias? This is you giving an alias.
0: Listen to me. I a thousand percent would do this. I literally am trying to keep it together on air
2: because it's so funny to me. She's facing charges of burglary, (laughs) interfering with the school function, and resisting arrest without violence. Uh, So what she did, (laughs) she goes to the school. She shows up on the campus around 830 in the morning, Monday morning. She had a black backpack on carried a skateboard because that's what the cool kids do, right? Like that's just the weird that's a weird choice.
0: Yeah, she you're, was like this tracks. Yeah, you're trying to blend my in. Skateboard.
2: You're trying to blend in so you carry a skateboard and a black backpack. Yeah. That's not yet. So, she's walking around campus through the hallways recording herself on her cell phone and security uh tried to track her down uh while students were in classrooms and uh, apparently they found her. She said she was heading to the registration office. <laughs> and then never went to the registration <laughs> office so they caught up with her again uh, and and tried to t- try to lock it down right listen to she me she evaded the police this again is... you know how they found her <laughs> later at home <laughs> by following her on instagram she it literally. Worked. It worked. She created. She, no, she created pamphlets that she was handing out.
0: This is iconic. The fact that they had the audacity to arrest her for burglary. Who did she steal? People's hearts? Because she stole mine. Well, how weird is that? I'm though. I'm obsessed
2: like, with her. It, what a weirdo! First of all, it's not weird. Her lack of understanding of social media. <laughs> you printed out paper pamphlets. <laughs> Is this 1998?
0: <laughs> Listen to me. What's that going to do? She's a go-getter. Okay, everything has gone towards social media. People are making their incomes. The fact that they arrested her and then also they're charging her for resisting without violence. Without violence. She's not a predator. She just wants a social media following. And honestly, I'm so ha- I'm following her right now. Actually, I'm gonna follow her. I right tried now. to. Her
2: account is private.
0: How, why? She's she has got like followers. She's like
2: a thousand
1: followers. This maybe. is.
0: She's got how many?
1: 3,000 followers. Yes, and she's about
0: to have 3,001. This is the most iconic story I've ever heard in my life.
1: Okay,
2: so here's the thing. This is wild. I bet you anything. Now that I think about this, I'm trying to wrap my brain around why paper pamphlets would make sense in a social media digital era, the QR code.
0: Yes. I'd bet you
2: anything because we've all she seen- She had
0: a QR code. For, even
2: for people who had no clue what a QR code was a year and a half ago, all of a sudden now because of the pandemic, um, I, I try to say older people, but she's younger than us, Um but average people who don't pay attention <laughs> to social media are learning what a QR code is. She probably printed them on the paper and said, hey, just scan this code and follow me on social Wait, media. What stop. a weirdo.
0: I just went to follow her. <laughs> Wait. I swear to God, I'm obsessed with this person. It says, Audrey- Francis Queenie. And then the bio says, protect our children. Queens supporting queens. Do it for the kids. Wait,
2: do we know this is and her? And then
0: below, it says, posting explanation. Stay tuned. Stay
2: tuned. Can we please try to reach out to her? Michaela? I'm reaching
0: out. I'm following Talk to her, her. best friend. Queens yes. supporting queens, honey. I've got you. Your fellow There's Italian. There's also a photo of her and her child.
2: She has a full kid.
0: Yeah, you guys, this all registers. Audrey is an icon. I swear to God, Audrey, I am not offended at all. I would bail her out. Is she still in jail? Does she need me?
2: This is something you would, you know, bailing people out costs money, right?
0: I would spend the last Patreon dollars that I had to get Audrey (laughs) out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm creating a GoFundMe for Audrey. Are you kidding me? Like, I just want you to really quickly think about this. Twenty-eight years old, she says. What, I wait, need more what, social yeah. media followers. Wakes up
2: one day, this brilliant idea was hatched somewhere <laughs> in her brain. Out. She has to
0: go to Kinkos. Kinkos. Okay. Like
2: this Who has a printer anymore? So
0: many steps before she got to. The school.
2: And there was never a point where she was like, hmm, maybe I should reconsider this plan. And
0: then they were like, where are you going? And she's like, oh, to register
2: To register for classes, for home ec.
0: And then she gets away, and she gets found at home because everybody followed
2: her. It was her own undoing.
4: It was incredible. (laughs)
2: All right, Michaela, so uh, at least I would say... Three days out of the week, I wake up and I think to myself, you know what, AJ, hang in there. You can do this because we are one day closer to the reboot of Sex and and the City. It's iconic. I'm obsessed. I love everything about it. I can't wait. I hear there's news. Uh, What do you have for us and what's popping? Okay,
0: well, I didn't know how this was going to go with Sex in the City, uh, but I loved it too. Obsessed, obsessed. I remember I went to New York for my 30th birthday and Lisa took me by Carrie Bradshaw's house. I thought it was like the The coolest thing. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah. It was amazing. Um, So, we didn't know how it was going to go, finding a a fourth person to reboot Sex in the City, but I think they found somebody who's So hot, Uh, Sarah Ramirez. Is it pronounced Sada Ramirez? If if you're
2: her and you have the correct pronunciation, yes.
0: Right, but others would just know her as Sarah. If you're an
2: American, you probably call her Sarah Ramirez from Grey's Anatomy.
0: Well, listen, Sarah Ramirez is bringing some non-binary swag, honey, to Sex in the City, and I'm about it. Now we know Kim Cattrall will not be returning as Samantha, uh, but we do have Sarah Ramirez, Um, and there was a statement made. Is there somebody? Oh, would you want to tell me, Justin? Oh, I'm not in my mic? Oh, great. I was in... uh can you hear me now? It's your first you day of now?
2: radio, people.
0: It's I've never done this job before. It's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> um, there was a statement made uh, by EP Michael Patrick King who said Sarah is a -a one-of-a-kind talent, equally at home with comedy and drama, and we feel excited and inspired to create this new character for the show. Now, Sarah Ramirez, known for playing bisexual Dr. Kelly Torres on Grey's Anatomy and for starring on Madam Secretary, came out as non-binary in 2020. Uh, Fans noticed they updated their pronouns on social media to she, they. Later, Rodriguez made a post confirming the news. Um... Honestly, I feel like these are all my dreams come true. Well,
2: she's playing a, a queer stand-up comedian who uh, hosts a podcast. I mean, that's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> that's feel so like cool. I think it's kind of like youish. Yeah, wait. Why didn't I get the call for this role? Oh, it's because I'm too young,
2: too young, and too I'm beautiful. So,
0: oh my God, go off, go off. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I'm about it. I think it's great. And I think that women are going to lose their minds watching Sarah Ramirez because she does have a lot of swag, even just in this photo. And I think it's really great to have that representation. I mean, we saw Kim Cattrall had a lesbian relationship in Sex in the City um, a few years into the show, yeah. which sort of normalized that. Well,
2: we're hearing the HBO Max is saying that uh, Carrie Bradshaw, her character, will, will be a regular guest on the, the podcast that Sada is hosting, her character, their character's hosting on the show. I just hope they don't make this too corny. Because Sex in the City was so cutting edge in its time. They're a little bit older women now. You know, these these actresses. I hope they don't come in and try to be like social media, podcasts. Like all the current trendy things that young people are doing. I hope they just tell real stories from their age group because I think that's powerful and dynamic. Well, you know what they might do? What? uh, No, because I'm thinking like Golden Girls. They didn't try to be young and hip. They were exactly who they were and it worked.
0: I think, yeah. But I think they might do it like they did the reboot of The L Word. The older cast members didn't act like too cool. They just brought in new younger cast members who sort of explained it and freshened it up. I think it'll be good. I think that they, um, I, I think it'll be really good. I'm very excited. Are you going to take me?
2: Yes, I miss Dr. Callie Torres from Grey's Anatomy. It broke my heart when uh, Callie and Arizona split and went their separate ways, even though they do still have a child together. I'm a huge Grey's Anatomy fan. You are. So I'm very excited about this. Yes.
0: I love that. All right, well, coming up in our next hour, an Indonesian LGBTQ magazine is finding a second life online. It's very exciting, and we're going to discuss next.
2: Welcome back to The Morning Beat in this final hour. Uh, we're, we're digging into some footage that has now gone viral of an old interview between Ellen DeGeneres and Dakota Johnson. That is cringeworthy. We have the audio. We're going to break it down bit by bit uh, as, as Ellen continues to sort of be canceled. A lot of her past actions are now being you know brought to light once again. We saw this happen with David Letterman, Jay Leno, all of the male her male counterparts in Late Night. And it feels like it's happening to Ellen. So uh, grab another uh, hot tea or a cup of coffee. Whatever it is you're enjoying right now, whether you're on the West Coast or the like East Coast. I like when you
0: say that. You haven't Listen. said that in a long time, and I feel like it makes people feel cozy because it makes me feel
2: cozy. Well, it's the 9 o'clock hour here on the West Coast, but people are well into their day on the East Coast. Yeah, so uh, whatever, whatever you got to do, do right. it and join us. Right now, though, it is time for news on The Meet. Michaela Gordon, take it away.
0: Okay, so a law that prevents uh, defense attorneys from using the gay or trans panic defense has been delayed because of the Capitol insurrection. Federal law requires all laws passed by the district to get congressional approval, and the laws must be hand delivered to Congress. The safety fence installed around the Capitol following the attack by former President Donald Trump's followers prevented the legislation from being delivered. The bill requires a 60-day review by Congress. Under procedural requirements, the bill could not be submitted until February 16th at the earliest. The added delay in delivering the legislation means that the law did not go into effect on May 12th. The gay and trans panic defenses are often used by defendants who are accused of violent crimes. They claim that the victim's sexual orientation or gender identity made them panic. Uh, But the American Bar Association adopted a resolution calling for an end to to the defense in 2013. Earlier this year, Vermont and Virginia added themselves to the list of 13 states that have banned the LGBTQ panic defense, and Oregon is set to become the next. Uh, All right, in other news, uh, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade have said they encouraged their trans daughter, Zaya, to be her most authentic self in a recent interview. They said about their parenting styles we try to push all of our children, and we try to push them to be so authentic, and we want them to call out poor behavior and hold people accountable for their own, because oftentimes we are looking at the reaction to something rather than the initial offense, so we want to be able to turn that reaction into, this is a good thing, this is what acknowledging and assessing poor behavior is, and I think it's really great, you know, we're watching all of these anti-trans legislation happening and uh we really need people with large platforms to talk about the importance of standing up for our trans brothers and sisters particularly our trans youth they said that from the day the time she was three years old she uh said that she wanted to be a little girl and so that's how they you know really raised her and it's really really important and I love at the end them.
2: of the day if it's what your child feels they are they need to be happy to live a full life your only job as a parent is to find a way to make that happen Yeah I don't know it's and so difficult and love
0: Yeah Yeah. Earl, in other news, what I love and is very exciting, Disney Plus is getting the witchy band back together again. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy are set to reprise their roles as the Sanderson sisters in the forthcoming live action comedy Hocus Pocus 2. The spooky sequel to Disney's 1993 Hollywood cult classic Hocus Pocus will premiere exclusively on Disney Plus in 2022. In the new film, three young women accidentally bring the Sanderson sisters back to modern day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on the world and Fletcher will be directing it taking over from her friend Adam Shankman who directed the original I'm excited I love Bette Midler uh, I guess this is the official official announcement so it's very exciting I
2: feel like Adam Shankman is busy on another project right now I feel like he is doing the reboot to Ella Enchanted or or no 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 what is the one of Patrick Dempsey and Enchanted. It is Enchanted.
0: Oh, wow. Enchanted.
2: They're doing a sequel to that, a follow-up film. What is it called? Disenchanted. Disenchanted. And I believe Adam Shankman is is, is working on that project right now for Disney Plus, I think.
0: I think that's great. They got
2: the entire cast back together.
0: I think that's really so great. So he's already
2: working on another iconic follow up.
0: Yes. All right. Well, uh give us a vibe of the day now.
2: I can do that. You don't always need a plan. Sometimes you just need to breathe, trust, let go and see what happens.
0: I love it. I love that it's so important. Please try to do that. All right. Well, coming up, Ellen DeGeneres is back in headlines as the interview with Dakota Johnson is resurfacing. Can you cancel somebody twice? We discuss coming up next.
2: Cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. We talk about it all the time here on the morning We're not really fans of it. We sort of understand uh, the premise of it. Uh, But one person who does understand it intimately uh, is Ellen DeGeneres, who has been canceled uh, many a times in the last couple of years. And recently, this this clip of her interviewing Dakota Johnson has gone viral once again. Let's play some of it, Justin, and then we'll just kind of break it down.
0: It's good to see you. Happy belated birthday. When was your birthday? It was October fourth. October fourth. You turned thirty. I did. And um, how was the party? I wasn't invited. Actually, no, that's not the truth, Ellen. You were invited.
2: Okay. So first of all, that's awkward.
0: Okay. Have you ever been in that situation? So awkward.
2: Who calls? It's like I equate this to somebody saying, "Oh, hey." You don't follow me on social social media. I know. Or hey, can you follow me on Instagram right Please now? Please don't
0: make it awkward. I follow you.
2: You follow me back, and I'm like, no, uh, it I doesn't work if like that. Don't, then, follow don't you, be weird. Ch- chances are, I don't want to follow you. So to put her in that position, anyways, to call out that Dakota did not invite her to her her birthday party is a little bit weird. It's a little bit cringeworthy, but it continues to get more and more uncomfortable.
4: Last year, no, last time I was on the show
0: last year, you gave me a bunch. of about not inviting you, but I didn't even know you wanted to be invited. Well, who doesn't didn't want to be you... invited to a party? Well, I didn't even know you liked me.
4: <laughs> <gasps>
0: okay, okay, so here's what you have to <laughs> be prepared weird. for, okay? If you're going to ask the question yep. or start with a little quote-unquote fun, yep. you have to be prepared for somebody's very honest answer depending on their personality. Yes,
2: and gone are the days where... A TV show host can just ask whatever they want, and they're in charge, and you have to play dumb and play along and be like, oh, yeah, you're wonderful, Ellen. You're so silly. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. She says right back to her face, I didn't know you liked me. And Ellen replies,
0: of course I like you. You knew I liked you. You've been on the show many times. And, okay. and don't I show awkward. like?
2: Pause. The awkward pause. When she says, you know I like you, right? You've been on the show many And Dakota doesn't say a word. Nothing. It's so uncomfortable. Continue, please.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I did invite you and you didn't come. So this time you invited me? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. How do you know? I don't think so. Ask everybody.
2: Okay. Ask everybody. She's bringing the audience. She's bringing her team into it now. She's bringing Portia into it. Her producers. She's calling her out. She's saying, okay, you literally gave me such a hard time last time I was here. So I did better. By the way, 30th birthday. She's still young. It's a big deal. And 30's a big deal.
0: Yeah, honey, but she's old enough to call it out like uh, she. Was. She sure
2: does, and it continues. That's <laughs> <laughs>
4: nice.
0: Jonathan, your producer. Who okay. You were. I yeah, was right invited. There. Why didn't I go? I don't know. <laughs> was it was You're it, out of town. it? Oh yeah, I had that thing.
2: Um <laughs> that thing
0: <laughs> it was probably in malibu that's too far for me to go to okay so yeah, listen yeah, here's wanna, the tea yeah. it ends up getting super super awkward okay but it went viral and everybody had their opinions about it but now ellen's show she's not returning for season 20
2: she's saying it was already planned she was going to like first of all to say that i've always wanted to do 19 seasons and that close to 20
4: feels a little I know, weird it
0: feels weird but listen she got dragged last year she kind of got canceled now the video is going viral again and people are being reminded of how awkward this was. Well, it
2: speaks to the narrative that when when Dakota says to her, I didn't know if you liked me. And Ellen's like, you've been on my show many times. It speaks to the narrative, though, that we've heard time and time again from celebrities saying she wasn't really that nice to me. Right. And from employees that I know who've worked on her show for years that say she is a terror to work with. Yep. I, I, like what she's done for the community and for the movement aside, because that is a legacy that no one can ever take from her. She is an icon, and I adore her as an entertainer. But on a personal level, the things we've heard about her time and time again, not so good.
0: Not so good. It's not
2: good. If there was something from your past that were to come up now, let's just get it out in the air, Michaela. Is there anything that you're afraid that people are going to find out that maybe you did 10, 15 years ago that you could be canceled for today?
0: No, it's. I mean, listen. I started television when I was sixteen years old. All I I care about, really, is sometimes some of those very awkward moments I had on American Idol. Also, like a brush, nobody. I was like hideous looking in some of this. I was like a little chunky. I was like, like of course we should all love ourselves. Blah blah blah. But like sixteen year old me, I had a lot of like cup of noodle soup mm. and my hair did not know nobody knew how to tame my curls mm-hmm. so it's just like there's those moments and, and they're all out there online yeah,
2: and to be fair you post clips every now and then just begging to go viral once again yeah um so there's that yes listen i'm gonna say it right now i'm gonna be honest I, i'm just gonna be very very what? transparent I used, to a, I used to be a bartender in west hollywood we used to bartend uh at a place called 11 night Club.
0: oh god it was a place to be honey it was the place we to be babe
2: bartended in jockstraps I wore I wore shorts though, so you could only see a little bit. Uh, but there were a lot of straight guys that worked there, and sometimes there was some some booty grabbing that would take place both ways. Though, to be fair, okay, Th- this way and that way. So if somebody ever comes back, you're not going to get canceled. And says tonight. that AJ 15 years ago grabbed my butt. I'm going to say you grabbed mine too.
4: You and I just grabbed want you to know mine too. That it
2: was uh, consensual, and we were adults, sort of. Okay. So there it is. There, that's that's my big skeleton in the closet. So
0: you you have a fear of HR.
2: Cancel me. I dare I don't think we had an HR.
0: Yeah, not at no, no, no not, not in the gay clubs no, in West. Very Hollywood. much not so. No. no didn't.
1: Tell me something
0: good.
2: Let's do it, Michaela Gordon. Let's send our listeners into the weekend with some positivity, shall Let's we? Let's do it, honey. Nordstrom. Okay. We're all familiar with Nordstrom. Yes. You probably shop at Nordstrom Rack more often because you're a bargain girl. You know it, baby. You love it. Uh, Nordstrom will fund hormone therapy for trans people as part of their Pride Month initiative. So, uh, the retail giant is teaming up with Trans Lifeline and the Digital Queer Healthcare Service, FL, or FOLX, uh, to fund hormone replacement therapy for transgender people as part of a Pride Month initiative. The micro grants will pay 100% of cost for a year or 50% for two years. Uh, the retailers pledged $100,000 to this program in particular. Uh, 75% will be reserved for black and indigenous people and people of color. They're putting their money where their mouth is. $350,000 in total they're going to uh, donate to support transgender equality across initiatives uh, throughout the entire year. Uh, this is pretty pretty incredible.
0: Yes, it's amazing. I mean,
2: that's, that. We talked about this earlier this week about corporations you know corporations making money off of, you know, slapping a rainbow flag on a pair of shoes or a t-shirt or making some merch and how some ring true and some don't so much. This is this is going a step further. This is going many steps further yeah, in my for sure. in my calculation. So kudos to you Nordstrom, thank you for that.
0: I love it. Okay, well this story is really great. Hundreds of Canadians have flocked to the border um after the Blackfeet tribe of Montana offered COVID vaccines uh to be accessible to all uh, another black feet tribe just 150 kilometers south of alberta had an abundance of vaccines and so last month they made the heart-touching decision to share it with canadians rather than letting the vaccine go to waste and i think that that's so incredible i mean uh that's been a, a such a concern for so many like what about these vaccines that aren't being used it's saving people's lives well, they have a
2: shelf life and they have to stay a certain temperature many of most of them and and if they're not going to get used why wouldn't we want them to go to someone who's a neighbor because here's the thing borders are all made up yeah there's no line In the earth that separates Canada from the United States. Totally. If you just walked across the border and didn't know, you wouldn't. You're just there.
0: Well, it was only open to First Nations, but the tribe soon decided to offer it to everybody. The response has been so overwhelming, and those involved were so surprised to learn that Canadians were struggling to even receive doses of the vaccine. So it's all good. Well,
2: listen to that. How once again our native, you know, native, the culture who's been here, who is on this land way before we were ever here despite all that we've put them through, they're like, listen, we're going to do what's right because it's what you should do. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Totally. How about this? So I know earlier this week, a day or so ago, we talked about this uh, woman in India. Uh, India has been being hammered by the COVID-19 pandemic right now, unfortunately. But one bright spot was this woman. Uh, she was, I believe, 76 years old, I think. And she had been uh, put on a pyre to be cremated, Uh, and to have her like going to heaven ceremony or to going to the afterlife ceremony. And she woke up. She was alive. Her family was ready to literally cremate her. That's insane. 76 years old. And I made the comment, she's still got life left to live. She could have another 10, 20 years of good living left in her. Which is why I love this story because a great grandmother at the age of 78 has just earned a college degree. You want to know what her name is? What? Vivian Cunningham. 78 years old. A great-grandmother of three uh, earned her undergraduate degree in liberal studies at Alabama Samford University. I'm kind of curious to know what liberal studies in Alabama look like, but that's I don't know. Neither honey, here nor but there. With the
0: iconic name Vivian. She she's said, unstoppable. Listen,
2: I, I I think I think in honor of your grandmother uh, who passed last year, we need to celebrate this this very vibrant Vivian who's very much yes. still here. She said, "If I could have done cartwheels across the stage, I would have." <laughs> Listen. Our, our senior like population is so special for so many reasons. I remember my grandmother on my dad's side. I wasn't that close to her, but um, I remember a moment stood out to me. We were at her place on Christmas Eve one year, and she was well into her seventies, and she was a frail little old lady. In my calculation, yeah. And she goes, "Oh, you think I'm still not young? You think I can't? St- I still can't do things?" She got on the ground on Christmas Eve and put both of her feet behind her head and oh showed my us how flexible God. she was.
0: I love it. I said,
2: Grandma Lou, you're wild. Go I Go ahead, love it.
0: Grandma Lou. Well, <laughs> listen, congratulations, Grandma Vivian. Uh, I think that's so, uh, so incredible. Uh, and that's the end of our show. What a great way to end the day. Uh, we have a really special show for you Monday as we're starting to enter into Pride. David Cooley is joining us as we celebrate the 30th anniversary of the iconic Abbey. So good. Uh, it was a great interview that we have for you. Uh, so make sure that, uh, that you rest this week and take care of yourself. We're also
2: having discussions every day next week on mental health as we wrap up mental health awareness week, the month. So uh, it's going to be a great week here on the morning Beach.
0: Absolutely. Wash your hands, wear your masks, get some rest and we'll see you Monday.
1: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,